0: Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of our podcast. Um, we don't have a guest on today; it's just me and John, and we're going to talk about a little bit about what happened in 2022 with us and the SSE Forum. Uh, a little bit about food, obviously, as we always do, and a little bit of an eye on kind of the future. Um, so, John, I, I for me, the SSE Forum is is taken off more than I ever expected it to.
1: Yeah, I think when we started this thing, um, we you know kind of expected to, it, it to be a a group get together for uh, CISOs, IT leaders, and uh, you know we'll we'll take a topic. Um, what it, it could be sassy, it could be you know what is the future of CASB or DLP. Break it down, and then uh, you know maybe put out uh, some research in terms of hey this is where this trend we believe is going. Uh, and and the, I think that's that was the initial uh, thought here, but uh, yeah, it's taken off. Uh, you know we've started a podcast. We started a LinkedIn page. Um, we're providing now kind of the uh, roll-ups of news in the industry, whether it's an article from SDX Central, Network World, uh, maybe it's the Register, uh, rolling that up, sending that out uh, almost in a newsletter format, keeping people abreast of this uh, this, this uh, phenom known as SSE, SASE, uh, Zero Trust Edge, as, as Forrester calls it. It's been pretty exciting to see the evolution uh, just, you know, really over 12 months.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been phenomenal. Obviously, we kicked off our podcast uh, kind of recording with the Breaking Down Zero Trust. We were trying to help people and educate people with what zero trust is and where it was going. And that wasn't that long ago, but it was a fairly unknown, I think, for a lot of people back then. And it was that series was kind of really just going to be independent. And that's all we were going to do. And that's kind of evolved into Regular updates, as you said, from us. We have guests on. We have CISOs. We have people from experts from in the industry. Um, we've got all kinds of people coming on, and we'll continue to do that, obviously, throughout 2023. But things have really evolved, I think, with technology. I mean, the pandemic, as we've talked about, created this huge kind of innovation burst that we we well, I certainly hadn't seen in in my lifetime, and that led to things like SASE and SSC and coming out, it's kind of sitting on the back of zero trust. And we've talked a little bit about how all vendors are calling themselves zero trust, and more so now that they're calling themselves SASE or SSE. And I still think there's confusion out there. I still think there's a little bit of work to be done. And I mean, there's talk about there being frameworks and models and, and ways of checking like kind of what level of zero trust you've implemented. But for me, the the model, or the market is still quite immature. You've still got people not quite understanding what SASE is, um, or what the difference is with SSE. I mean, obviously we have the luxury of speaking to a lot of people a lot of the time. And I'm one of the questions I ask when someone says I want to implement SASE next year is I'm I ask them, What do you mean by that? And a lot of time they're referring to SASI when they mean SSE. Because they're like, oh yeah, we're just doing a swig, we're just doing a CASB. And I'm like, well, are you doing SD1? And they're like, no, we're not doing SD1. And I'm like, well, that's kind of SSE and not sassy. Um, but I mean, we we asked questions on a, on a poll recently, and some of the answers we got didn't surprise me. I mean, there's talk about, and and we we know this having worked in the industry. We see that people want to make things simpler. There's a lot of talk about recession coming. Um, so people want to cut costs. They want to make things simpler. And obviously, those two kind of go hand in hand. If you if you reduce the number of vendors in play, you can usually reduce your, your costs. Um, but it's a complicated one because I still can't see, and I've said this over and over on this podcast, so I, can, I still can't see how you can have everything in the SASE framework, i.e. all the SSE stuff and your SD-WAN managed in the same place. I personally think it will evolve into being called something else, but be what we refer to now as SD one. It'll be site connectivity. And therefore it will still fit in with what we refer to as the SASI framework, but it won't be what we're used to with traditional SD one as we see today. Um what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think uh, our poll that we did uh, a week or so ago uh, kind of backed that up. Uh, we asked the question, you know, in terms, this was an SSE forum poll that uh, we did off the LinkedIn website. Uh, it asked the question of uh, what version of SSE uh, or SASE really excites you the most. It was a single, vet, single vendor SASE, unified vendor SASE, and best of breed of that uh you know and we got some interesting uh results from this it wasn't uh just you know practitioners voting on this but it was actually uh you know people in the vendor space people uh well-known analysts from uh, Gartner Forrester and, and many others uh who actually participated in this pool. uh and interestingly enough the the winner of that was uh best of breed SD WAN plus SSE at 44% uh single vendor SASE Thirty-three percent, unified Sassy, which is a bit of a unicorn these days, twenty-three uh, percent. So interesting results there. Um, but to your point, you know, it, it is early, early, early days in this space. Uh, I go back to our podcast with Greg Farrow, where he kind of explained, uh, you know, the arc of networking and and the eras that we've been working with, and and how networking evolves in this space. And really, it's in ten-year increments. So if you go back to the '90s, what was networking about? It was about multi protocol. So, uh, you know, uh, Apple Talk versus, um, you know, IPX, which was from Novell and IP and Ethernet. Uh, and we had Token Ring and we had all this, you know, multiple technologies. Uh, and then we got uh, the next uh, period of time, 2000 to 2010, where that convergence became Ethernet and IP. Uh, that really won the day. Uh, after that, you know, the 2010s, so let's call it the 2020s. Uh, it was about how do we scale networking uh, to make it less complex? And that led to SDN, uh, you know, in the form of Nasira, which became NSX, and then you saw Cisco come out with their version of it, as well as SD-WAN, which, uh, you know, really was the accelerator uh, to this uh, this convergence. And now finally, you know, with this uh, move to the hybrid uh, workforce, uh, remote work, uh, SaaS-based applications, and and uh, challenges of inserting security into SDN. We're now on this um, this uh, cusp of SASE, SSE, where you distribute your security out to the edge. You sc- distribute your networking functions out to the edge, so you don't have to, you know, uh, try to figure out the dilemma. Do I, you know, uh, do I favor performance over security? Uh, it really allows you to do both, and uh, it's early days. I, I I think we're still in that first year of of this acceleration of this space. So um, you know, even though some of the polling's are showing, you know, the results are are interesting in terms of vendors. Uh, you know, single vendor stacy, people are still questioning the terms. They don't understand the technologies, and and we've really taken and, and in a sense lifted and shifted networking technologies into this space, uh, I think over the next two to three years we're going to see an evolution of what it is. Does CASB remain a siloed or a a, a product really, or does it become a function of, of SWIG? What happens to DLP, unified DLP? Um, how do you you know integrate better security from a the standpoint of ingress and egress? And how do you administer something? So I think, again, early days, and it's in a very exciting space, and I'm I'm excited to go on this journey with the SSC Forum and help people really understand the space, what their options are, and uh, go along for this ride.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I'm excited. Like I said, I think 2022 for us in the SSC Forum was great. It certainly evolved into something different than we kind of thought it was going to be, but that's because the technology is evolving. We can't sit still. We we want to update people and have conversations with people and kind of do those monthly updates because the market's moving so fast. What happens from one month to the next? And the announcements we see and we see people on obviously on the stock market and how their results are coming in and, and all of those things evolving. So it, it's it's been great. And I'm I'm kind of with you as well. I, I think things like CASB and DLP are just going to be features of a swig. And I, I I can really see that SSE is going to just be a single product from a single vendor. I can see that. I really want to see how SASE evolves. Can an SSE vendor come out with something that makes them Sassy, but without just kind of slapping on a traditional SD-WAN connectivity? I just, in my mind, I just don't see how that's possible.
1: So why don't we move on? Why don't we move on a little bit? And, uh, I I'd love to hear, you know, some of the previews coming for next year, uh, obviously, you know, we'll continue having our SSC forum with, you know, great minds, uh, across the industry, great leadership and having, uh, incredible conversations on a monthly basis. But, uh, you know, in terms of the podcast, um, I I know you've lined up. You've been doing a a great show running lately and and grabbing a lot of people and and some really interesting topics. Why don't you you give our listeners a little bit of a preview of what they can expect over the next uh, few months?
0: Oh, wow. I mean, I've lined up several people. I mean, we've already recorded with uh, Ron Sharon um, and Jim Teller. Um, We're going to release those in January. Um, we've got Michelle Coombs coming on, um, we're recording, that will be re- released in January as well. We've got Mr. Mike Miller, uh, very active on LinkedIn, no doubt, most most of our listeners will know of him. Gina Yacon is coming on, and we're really interested to talk to her. Um, we had a conversation yesterday with uh, Chris Denby-White that will be coming out soon. We talked cyber insurance, and that's an interesting topic. Um, Lisa Fort and Jessica Boyer are coming on um Joshua Copeland is coming on and then we've got uh Mr Jim Revis and Mr John Kindervag coming back on again to talk about kind of why the CSA kind of tagged up with John from a zero trust point of view what they've done so far for zero trust um what they're going to be doing in the future and I think that'll be a really interesting podcast um so yeah I mean the diary is pretty full obviously if there's anyone out there listening it wants to come on wants to be a guest feel free to reach out to me and john we'd love to have you on as a guest um but we're also looking at doing a survey john right if you can add a bit of information on that one yeah
1: so uh, i think yeah, you know one of our our goals of the ssc forum is to publish information uh get you guys some operational intelligence so you know when you're making those hard decisions uh you're able to uh, leverage some good data points so you can help you make that correct decision so we'll uh We're looking to do a poll that we'll be sending out uh, sometime in January and um, asking questions around SASE adoption. Uh, What are some of the barriers, uh, SSE, what are the common elements, um, what are some areas that could be improved in terms of SSE? It's going to be kind of that comprehensive 360 evaluation of, of the state of the industry for SSE. And uh, we're looking, you know, for you, the the practitioners out there, the people on the front lines, to answer these questions and and bring back the data. We'll then distribute that out, and uh, we'll we'll help you, and hopefully it'll be good information so you can make uh, more empowered choices as you start your journey in this space.
0: I think it's also worth pointing out that wearing our other hats, we've got a, a webinar coming up soon that we're going to talk about six security predictions for. Uh, what we think is going to happen in 2023. So I think that's a worthwhile one. And I know there's a lot of predictions out there at the moment. It seems to be the the, the time of year where everyone comes out with their predictions, three predictions, five predictions, 10 predictions. Um, but we're going to team up and we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen over the next 6, 12, 18 months. And I think that will be an interesting one. Um, so we're quite excited by that.
1: Yeah, 100%. And uh, then we're also looking at maybe doing some SSE nights out there maybe some roundtables in a local venue uh, near you some of the major let's call it nba or nfl cities where we start to talk about uh where's this uh, industry going uh, we'll bring together you know a, a good group of experts maybe it'll be somebody you know uh speaking and we'll do a fireside chat but more likely what i would prefer is more of an intimate uh dinner conversation where we can. Uh, uh, not only talk about SSE, but talk about food and uh, get to know people better. So doing some of that uh, that critical networking that has been lost over the past uh, 24 to 36 months with you know, the unfortunate situation that's happened to this uh, planet uh, in terms of the pandemic. So uh, looking forward to that next year. And uh, let's move on to some holiday talk. Uh, you know, Jay, what are some of the traditions that that you do, uh, your family does uh, for for the holidays?
0: Oh, so for us, I mean, it'll be nice if we have a white Christmas. I don't think we we will. We had some snow not long ago, and it's gone already. Um, traditions. I mean, we we our Christmas, I guess, is a bit like your Thanksgiving. It's turkey, it's ham. Um, Christmas Day. I mean, I'll spend Christmas Day with my partner and her family, and then I will go off and visit my mum on Boxing Day and repeat the same experience again of doing Christmas Day on Boxing Day. I don't know why it's called Boxing Day.
1: Yeah, so for us Americans, uh, please explain Boxing Day, because the, the vision I have in my head when I was looking at a, a calendar that was Canadian, I was like, Boxing Day? Damn, those guys, it's like Mike Tyson out there. What's going on?
0: I, I honestly don't know why it's called Boxing Day. My I, And somebody asked me this yesterday, and I should have looked it up. I should have realized you were going to ask me. Um, I assume it's something to do with presents in boxes. But actually, as soon as we finish this, I'm going to Google what it is. But it's a national holiday. I mean we get Christmas day off um we get boxing day off so if christmas falls on a weekend like it does this year you just get an extra day off in the week it's quite often in the uk that most people will wrap up kind of this week 21st 22nd 23rd kind of december um and not come back until 3rd or 4th of january that's quite common uh, i've worked in manufacturing all of my life and the plants would shut down um, quite often we would be on cool working in it so we would be available um, but it's just a chance to relax and see family eat too much food i mean i honestly I, i'm not a lover of turkey i always find it's a little bit dry i much prefer to have a good roast beef or a ham um, and that's what we'll do and it, so what used to happen when i was a child is you would have turkey and beef on christmas day And then on Boxing Day, you would use the leftover meat to make sandwiches. We put everything in bread in the UK. I don't know if it's a thing in the US, but slice up the beef nice and thin, put it in some nicely fresh cooked bread, Uh, maybe even have it with egg and chips, which is a weird thing, but it's a UK tradition. But it would all be put out on the table. My mum didn't want to cook again the next day. It was hard enough to cook on Christmas Day. So it'd all kind of be laid out and you'd help yourself. Um how How similar or dissimilar is that to what you guys do in the us?
1: Yeah, pretty similar. Uh, we'll um we'll start to open up presents on uh, Christmas Eve. The kids are rather excited. Uh, it, we're 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 gonna go a little more low key this year. Um, you know, last year we went all out this year a little more low key, so the the level of presents have has gone down. Um We just feel like it's it's the right thing to do. And uh, you know, in terms of food, um, I got a spiral ham. So my wife's got a, uh, a recipe that she's going to apply on that for uh, the glazing. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of of spiral hams, and so <laughs> that'll be uh, a great um, Christmas day dinner for us. And uh, then uh, obviously the ham will be used throughout the week. The other thing we do as a family uh is fondue. That's uh the the big Christmas Eve tradition. So uh when I was uh when I was born actually, uh my uncle, uh he spent a lot of time in French. He was a bit of a francophile and um the thing he did is when I was a December baby, so uh when I came home on Christmas Eve from the hospital, uh he had fondue and and uh, it was a very joyous uh, occasion because my uh, my grandparents were there. I was the first uh, child born of of that that family, so uh, it was a big occasion. But uh, the the tradition of fondue has stuck around ever since. So it's a it's a big deal for the Spiegel house household to have fondue on Christmas Eve. So there's a certain way we make it. We make it the same way that my uh, my uncle Jerry makes it, and uh, that has persisted ever since. So. Uh, outside of that uh, we're just, just going to take it easy and uh, kind of enjoy the time there's a storm coming into portland uh, the pacific northwest here like most of the u.s so it'll be just kind of chill and uh you know enjoy the good holiday spirit
0: so whilst you were just explaining that i did a quick google on what boxing day is and where it came from because i didn't know and it says the name comes from a time when the rich used to box up gifts and give it to the poor so boxing up gifts Boxing Day was a tradition—a day off for the servants, a day when they would receive a special Christmas box from their masters. The servants would also go home on Boxing Day to give the Christmas boxes to their families. Now, I didn't—I didn't know that. Really, I should. I'm English, but I didn't. Um, but yes, happy birthday for when it comes along. I didn't Thank realize you. your birthday was in December. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm excited to have some time with the family, to have some time to relax. Um, I'm one of those people that eats a little bit too much over Christmas and then does something for charity in January where I try and get back to my pre-Christmas weight, whether that be walking, running, um, signing up to do, I don't know, 100 sit-ups a day, 100 press-ups a day, uh, and this year, I will be doing it for the British Heart Foundation um, because I always feel that if if there's a charity involved, I'm more likely to do it. Um, and so far, the last 10 years, I have been successful in whatever I've done. So we'd like to wish everyone a happy holidays, anyone that's listening. We definitely would like to thank all of the guests that have come on. Um, we couldn't have done the podcast without you. Obviously, we want to thank all the listeners because there's no point in having a podcast if no one's listening. And I would also like to thank you, John, for being my podcast buddy. I couldn't have done it without you either. So thank you. Yeah, everyone.
1: likewise. Likewise, it's it's been a fun ride with you, Jay. Uh, you know, we we met about this time last year, and uh, man, it's amazing. It's it's <laughs> you're like my brother from another mother. So uh, it's been a, an incredible partnership over the past twelve months, and looking to extend that for you know twelve to twenty four months or however long it takes to. Um, You know, make SSE and SASE, you know, kind of that universal mechanism for network and security. So, very exciting times. And uh, to all you out there, happy holidays and uh, enjoy your new year. And looking forward to uh, hearing from you and interacting with you in uh, 2023.